If you've ever wondered if you have the appropriate documentation in case of an audit for what the IRS requires and you've been concerned that maybe you're not tracking appropriately or maybe you have been tracking but you just don't know if what you've got is enough, then this is the episode for you. We're going to go through and talk about all the things that you need to know as far as keeping track of your documentation for expenses and deductions so that you are prepared in case of an audit. Hey friend, welcome to the Small Business Finance Podcast. Do you want confidence and clarity with your business finances? Do you find yourself up late at night searching for tax deductions, how to track your business finances, or QuickBooks tips? Do you wake up with big ambitious goals, but you end up feeling confused and frustrated because accounting and tax is really boring? Hi, I'm Tiffany. I've heard this so many times from my clients who used to feel this way. They feel overwhelmed about what to do with their numbers and wish they could stop the financial madness. They wanted clarity and the ability to grasp the financial basics, know who called when they had a question, and to stop worrying about owing money to the IRS. But they thought they weren't good with numbers and the overwhelm put them stuck without any solid financial plan until they realized that business systems are the ticket to gaining financial confidence. In this podcast, you will learn step-by-step systems, easy-to-understand financial tips, and mindset transformation so that you will gain financial confidence as an entrepreneur. So dust off your spreadsheet, warm up your coffee, and let's get going. Oftentimes, my clients and even prospective clients come to me, and one of the questions that they have is whether or not the documentation that they've been keeping track of is enough. Or in some cases, people come to me and say, you know, I don't track anything. I don't have any receipts and I don't even know where to start. Really, that's what we're going to talk about today because that's a problem. You need to make sure that you are keeping track of the right things because the last thing that you want is to have an audit from the IRS and they need some documentation from you. And they're requiring you to be able to to prove what these deductions were, what these expenses were, and you aren't able to come up with that. That would be a major issue because, frankly, it's very indicative of the fact that probably if you have no receipts, you have no invoices, you have no backup, maybe you have no mileage logs, maybe you've just been a mess up until this point. If you have nothing and the IRS comes to you auditing your financials, that is very much going to be indicative of the fact that probably the whole thing's a mess. And so when the IRS comes in to audit you and you don't have anything to prove what you've been doing, then their spidey senses go off, their red flags fly up, and they recognize that you are probably someone that they really need to dig into because likely they can find a lot of unpaid taxes and increase the revenue. We don't want that to happen. Let's talk through exactly what that looks like and how you can make sure that you don't find yourself in that particular situation. So according to IRS guidelines, they say that you have to have documentary evidence of your expenses and your deductions. So what exactly is that and how do you make sure that you have it because that is their verbiage, documentary evidence. So basically, it means that you need to make sure that you have documentation on any expenses or deductions that you have used uh, on your taxes as a credit or deduction. That includes receipts, canceled checks, copies of bills, bank statements, credit card statements, things like that. The IRS says that that is adequate according to their guidelines, so long as it has an amount, a date, a place, and the nature of the expense in the backup that you have. One of the things that I hear a lot of times from prospective clients 
is that they plan to use bank statements or credit card statements to prove that the expenses are a business deduction. And while the IRS says that a bank or credit card statement is quote unquote documentary evidence, it doesn't mean it provides all the details that they would need to prove that it is a business expense. So Unfortunately, only having a bank or a credit card statement is likely not going to be enough when it comes to proving that your credit or your expense or your deduction is in fact a legitimate business expense or deduction. You really do need to make sure that you have additional back, backup documentation. You know, a canceled check is not going to be quite enough documentation and enough backup to prove in the event of an audit that what you've done really is a business expense. Really what you need to do is you need to have a receipt or an invoice or some other secondary piece of document that is showing what it is. For example, sometimes for my own business, I might buy paper or office supplies or even things like the other day, I bought something for my podcast equipment that was through Amazon. I don't have a business Amazon account. It just went through my personal account. And so what I don't want to happen is the IRS to come to me and say, well, you buy a lot of stuff from Amazon. You can ask my husband. (laughs) I buy a lot of things from Amazon. And I don't want them to look at that and say, well, how do we know that that wasn't shampoo? Or how do we know that that wasn't a floaty for the pool? So I make sure that I print those invoices and then attach it on my end electronically to keep a record of that so that in the event that I get audited, I can show the IRS, yes, I did buy these things from Amazon. Yeah, I do buy a lot of personal things from Amazon, but I bought some podcast equipment or I bought a pack of paper for my office. These are legitimate business expenses and making sure that I have everything that I need to prove that If I pay a vendor, I want to make sure that I keep track of the invoice that they gave me that I paid them from and keep that in my record so that I have that backup documentation. One of the other things that I see regularly are meals and entertainment. And this is a really big hot ticket item when it comes to the IRS. They recognize it would be really easy to say that you're having a meal with a client or with a customer, but you're actually having a meal with your family and they want to know who was there and have some proof that it was in fact a business deduction. So when it comes to meals and entertainment, you want to make sure that, you know, you have all the required information on that receipt, that backup. Now on the receipt, it's going to have the place that you ate. It's going to have the amount. It's going to have the date. What it doesn't have and the things that you need to make sure you include when it comes to meals and entertainment is who attended, who was there. Is it, you know, you you and your customer or maybe you and your sales team or your entire office or whoever that actually was, you want to have their names on that receipt that they attended. And then in addition to that, what was the business purpose of the meeting? If you are taking your sales team out to lunch, you have the intention to talk through how to close some additional deals or you have your entire office there and you are celebrating some big milestone in the company, and it was specific for your office staff, you need to put on there what it is for. That is the piece that I see when it comes to Mills Entertainment that is missed often. In fact, I rarely see clients and prospects that have that level of documentation when it comes to Mills Entertainment 
frankly, that the IRS knows this. And so making sure that you do little things like that, going back to what I said at the beginning of the podcast, doing little things like that, if you are ever audited, are going to tell the IRS that you take your finances very seriously. This is not someone who is trying to skirt the law, who is trying to sweep something under the rug. Oh, okay, we are auditing this taxpayer, Joe Smith taxpayer, and he's able to provide me all of his meals and entertainment receipts, or he's able to provide me all the office expense receipts. And it's in very good order. It's very detailed. I have very thorough financials from him and everything looks very neat and tidy and organized. It just indicates that you are taking your finances seriously. And that is what you want the, the IRS to know is that you take this seriously. You are, you know, if something has been missed or you don't have this one particular receipt or this one invoice. It wasn't intentionally, you know, you intentionally trying to underpay taxes. It was simply a mistake that you made that should be forgiven. But when you have little things like your meals and entertainment receipts, having who attended, what the business purpose was, and everything is in a nice, neat, tidy fashion, it really will show them that you were doing what you should be doing. And that is super important. Now let's talk about a few exceptions when it comes to documentation, because there are instances where you don't need to have receipts. First of all, if you have a charge that is less than $75, um, unless it was for lodging, then you don't have to have a receipt. Now that doesn't mean that you don't need to show that it, that there was business purpose, that the IRS basically says, well, if you don't have the receipt, it's not the end of the world. So let's just say that you use a vendor all the time for marketing and it's very obviously a, you know, marketing expense. Maybe it's a software that you use and it's $50 for the software every month. That software helps with your SEO. Then it would be very easy for the IRS to tie that back to your business and say, okay, well, this was definitely a business expense, a business deduction. It had business purpose because we know that the software is specifically for SEO and they drive a lot of traffic from their website. $50 a month, no receipt is necessary. Real quick, I wanted to take a quick break and tell you about a free download that I have to help you with your tax reduction strategies and process. It is my top 10 tax tips. These are my favorite tax tips that I love that help most people, and I'm giving it to you for free. You can go to 10taxtips.com. The link is also in the show notes, but you can then go in there. All you have to do is put your email address in and then immediately download it. It is 100% free. And then that way you can kind of get on that path to being able to reduce your taxes and actually have meaningful change when it comes to your taxes. Go to 10taxtips.com, the number 10taxtips.com and download that so that you can get on your way to reducing your tax. And if you decide that you need help with those tax tips and you're not really sure what to do when you get them, then be sure to book a free discovery call with the link in my show notes. And we can talk about whether or not it makes sense to help you. And if we can help you, that would be the first step. It's free. It's 30 minutes. And we can just kind of talk and get to know each other and figure out if we can help you with reducing your taxes. And with that, we'll get back to the show. If you have transportation expense, let's say cab fare or tolls, and there's an instance where getting a receipt isn't really viable, it's not something that you could easily do, you don't have to have a receipt in that situation either. And then the third thing is, is that if you give your employees or even, I guess, yourself, if you're traveling a per diem, you also don't have to have receipts or backup in that situation. 
when you've given per diem. There is a standard amount of per diem by location that is published that you would need to be making sure that you are paying that amount out to the employee for their travel and meals while they are, or their lodging and meals while they're traveling. Um, But those are really the three exceptions to that rule of having receipts and backup for the deductions and expenses. One of the things, you know, it's been years now, I think it was 97, the IRS said that they were okay with electronic copies of receipts. 25 years later, even more so, everything is digital and electronic. So I highly encourage you to keep electronic receipts and copies of your information. The thing that you want to make sure of is that you are backing up that information. Don't just put it on the hard drive of your computer and hope that in case of an audit, everything's going to be working right because your hard drive could crash and then you don't have any kind of backup for that. So make sure you are putting it into like a Google Drive or some sort of a cloud backup system so that you're not having to worry about backing up your computer hard drive. The way I actually do it is I use a software called Dext, D-E-X-T. It used to be called a receipt bank a few years ago and they changed the name, but it's a really awesome program. I don't have any kind of a link or anything. You can just go to dext.com and... Essentially, it ties into various softwares. I use QuickBooks Online for my own business. And so I can tie it into my QuickBooks Online. I can take pictures with the app of receipts. I can also forward from my inbox over to my Dex account. And then it logs and tracks and codes my receipts for me. And then from there, as I approve and publish the receipts in Dex, it automatically pushes it over to QuickBooks Online and attaches it to the transactions in my QuickBooks Online account. So for me, my backup system is through Dext and also QuickBooks Online. And I believe through Dext, you can download a copy of your receipts as well, which is not a bad idea to have just in case you decide one day you're not going to use the software anymore. And at least you have a really good tidy backup of what those receipts are that would be easier in case of an audit to run through and track and find what you need. The main thing is, is that you want to make sure that they are, the receipts are clear and legible that they're good copies. They're not foggy or grainy or blurry, anything like that. Make sure that they're good copies and then make sure that they are easily able to be printed. And like in QuickBooks Online, if, if I am in my office expenses or my meals entertainment expense account and the IRS is specifically looking at that account, then for me, because I use Dex, I can go transaction by transaction and pull up the ones that they're curious about and then print those out independently in the event of an audit. As far as how long you need to keep this backup documentation, this is a question that I get often is how long do you need to keep this stuff? <laughs> like you have to keep it for years. You've got these like boxes of tax returns and all these things that frankly, you should probably put in digital format anyway, that you need to keep these receipts, the digital copy of these receipts for three years from the time that you file your tax return. So right now we are at the end of the 22 tax season. So let's say you file your business tax return today. And as I record this, it is the end of July, then three years from today would be when you could get rid of those digital copies or paper copies if you still use paper copies for your receipts. The exceptions to that rule is if you have grossly reported, underreported your income. So if you have left off a lot of the income that you should have been paying tax on, then you actually have to keep your receipts for six years. And if you have a fraudulent return or if you didn't file a tax return, then the IRS is actually unlimited. They can they can audit you 
anytime they want. Um, if you, the IRS were to find out 10 years from now that you have been fraudulent with your tax returns, they can go back indefinitely and look through and request documentation from you. So hopefully that's no one that's listening to the podcast, but in the event that someone is out there and they are doing something unscrupulous, just know that the IRS has unlimited timeframes on going back and requesting documentation to prove your deductions, expenses, etc. So obviously going through all this information for this podcast, as you can see, it really is very important to make sure that you are keeping track of your documentation and your backup. You know, it's not a glamorous side of business. It's not the side of business that most people are interested in dealing with because it's a whole lot more fun to go out and get a new client or get a new customer or make more money or hire people to do that for you. That side of business is fun. Doing the administrative side and keeping track of receipts is not fun. So I get it. Um, it is not a glamorous part of business, but it is super important, particularly if you were to find yourself in the situation of an audit. So I hope this has been really helpful for you. And maybe historically, you have not done a very good job of tracking this information. And you're listening to me going, oh my goodness, I have really messed up. I don't have any of this information. This is bad. What if I get audited? My recommendation to you is that you just start today and start tracking that stuff and start doing a better job immediately. Don't worry about trying to go back in history and changing history because frankly, you can't and that would be a very difficult undertaking. But what you can do is you can start today and do what you should be doing and just tracking this documentation the way that you need to be. And if, God forbid, you were audited and the IRS requests information, at least you can say, you know, I recognized I wasn't doing what I should be doing, but I made the change and I am doing it now and everything is, is, is in order the way that it should be. And just being able to say that and show that, hey, I recognize that I messed up and I've now since made a change would go leaps and bounds further than if you had nothing at all ever. So just start fresh today and get that going. Develop some sort of a system that works for you that's easy to follow and implement. If you've got someone that works for you that can help keep you on track, then have them keep you accountable and have them kind of help you track things as well. But the main thing is, is just to do it so that you are covered. And then if you have been doing some of this, but maybe not all of it, or maybe you've been tracking some of your receipts, but you could do better, then just start taking baby steps to do better and improve. Because again, um, if you ever are under an audit, then you know, the more you can show that you've taken your finances seriously, I can promise you it's going to go a lot further with the IRS and get them off of your case ASAP, which is really what you want in that situation is for them to just go away. And so being able to show that you have taken your finances serious um, is really the way to do that. So I hope this has been helpful. As always, um, if you have found benefit in listening to this podcast, please share it with your fellow business owners. And uh, maybe they would also find benefit. I really do this podcast every week so that small business finance is not as complex as historically it has been. And, and it's not really fair to business owners because we have so many other things going on that trying to figure out the finance piece is a struggle oftentimes. And so I do this podcast every week so that I make it a little bit simpler for you. So if you have found benefit, then share it with your fellow business owners, as well as leave me a five-star review, because it really does help get the message that small business finance does not have to be that complex out to other business owners. And with that said, I have had a great time sharing with you this week, and I cannot wait until next time.